FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 187 on a mother-loving podcast. It's the podcast that goes snick, y'all, and I'm your host, Ice J. We're here to talk about everything from the first half of July. That's right. All things Wolverine and Wolverine related for the first part of July 2016. This was not the episode I planned on putting out this week. <laughs> Truth be told. <laughs> so it's going to be short. This will be the closest to a live show as a... Uh, you can get from me. Um, I mean, no editing, really. I'm just going to record it and put it up so you'll get all the ums and whip smacks that I used to take out, like, almost all of them. Now I just take out some because I've gotten lazy in my old age. Anyway, originally, this episode for this week was going to be the flashback for uh, the introduction of Genosha, and I'm really looking forward to still putting that out. But um, my travel schedule is just not allowed for much podcasting and certainly not for, for coordinating schedules. Um, you know, I've been doing some travel for business and some travel for pleasure um, and never shall the twain meet or something like that. However, however that expression should have gone. Um, yeah, I just haven't been able to, to pull it together. But we will. And, if anything else, this lines up for a perfect opportunity to make the uh, anniversary show in August, coming up middle of August, to, to make that Wolverine number one. So, that'll be pretty sweet. So, what's this episode going to be? Well, it's going to be rapid fire. It's going to be a rat-tat-tat. It's going to be, I'm going to rip, I'm going to rock, and I'm going to roar right through several issues of comics that feature some version of Wolverine. But before we get to the issues at hand, there's some news at hand. And I know I'm probably a little late to the table on this one. But um, there's been that big checklist for Marvel previews for October with no Xbooks on it. And that sent the internet into a tizzy. My Twitter feed was saturated. Um... And internet news sites for comics were, were going a little bit crazy with, they finally done it. They finally quit the X-Men to spite Fox. Because that makes sense. Um, <laughs> of course, since then, people have come out and said not to worry about it. I saw specifically some tweets from Dan Slott um, and good old Tom Taylor, who's writing All New Wolverine. People obviously were concerned that that fantastic book was going to the wayside, and he assured them that, you know, just wait and see. <laughs> Which is his way of saying, I'm not allowed to say it's coming back, but it's coming back. Um, and honestly, my opinion is that, you know, what we're going to get in these previews is the death of X, which will finally tell us the story of old Cyclops and then what happened to him in the war with the Inhumans that 
that no one really cares about anymore. Marvel has let this slide for so long, I've kind of just forgotten about it and moved on. But they're going to tell us anyway, in that missing eight months after Secret Wars 2, um, I'm honestly a lot more excited about young Scott Summers, young Cyclops, in the Champions book, which of the new books is probably the one I'm most excited about. Um, we have the Divided We Stand promo. So are they pulling Gwenpool into the regular universe? That seems weird. But, you know, what do I know? Um, well, obviously, it's not everybody. There's no Spider-Gwen, and I don't see them doing anything with that book anytime soon. Uh, making a notable reappearance is are classics like Slapstick and Fool Killer. And that old McFarlane Michelini uh, creation solo. And The Prowler. All people we've been clamoring for, obviously. Um, anyway, there's a, there's a bunch of new books, some of which, you know, various degrees of excitement. I think the, the one I'm looking most forward to is Champions, which is... The young, disenfranchised heroes, mostly from uh, the all-new, all-different Avengers. Kind of sounds like that after the Civil War II, they're going to be like, nope, we're tired of you guys and the way you do business. We want to be actual heroes and, you know, fight bad guys and save people and not just kick the junk out of each other. So they're going to form their own team and go to high school. And on the cover, it has uh, Cyclops, Miss Marvel, Nova, Viv from the Vision Book, which is outstanding if you're not reading it. Miles Morales and Cho Hulk. The totally awesome Hulk. So that looks pretty sweet. Um, there's some other stuff, like I said, just various degrees. Um, I'm really kind of already over the death of X, but I'll, I'll give it a try, see what happens. Uh, we have Storm. Looks like she's going to be moving over to the Black Panther book. Become a regular. Also looks like Nick, uh, not not Nick Cage, <laughs> Luke Cage and Misty Knight will also be regulars in that book. And what else? What were some of the other highlights? Um, U.S. Avengers looks terrible. Um, Andrew is really excited about Great Lakes Avengers. I will probably just listen to him talk about it. Um, of course, we have the new Iron Man, and we have an infamous Iron Man that looks Doctor Doom related. Uh, Hawkeye looks like it's going to be focusing on uh, Bishop, Kate Bishop. Um, of course, we have the Cap Hydra stuff. Jessica Jones getting a new series just in time for the TV show. Doctor Strange looks like it's going going to be offering a perfect jumping off point for me. Delving more into the, the parts of Doctor Strange I don't care for. Um, yeah, you know. No other stuff. Other stuff you're used to. Kingpin and Bullseye solo books are interesting. A Power Fist Pearl book, which could be fun. Um, oh, what else? Something called Mosaic. I don't know what that is. At all, to be honest. So that's kind of curious. And of course, the death of X. 
a, a separate cage book, a separate Gamora book, Star-Lord starting over, the clone conspiracy, which, hmm, I don't know, um, a Prowler book, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man, they're going to have a relationship, it looks like. So we'll see how that goes. Renew Your Vows, getting a regular series, maybe. Slapstick, getting a solo series? No thanks. Anyway, I'm sure that the X-Books are just taking a break for Death of X, and they'll be back in full effect with some status quo changes, I'm sure, um, after that event is over. Um, So don't worry about it. All right, so moving on to comics, and I really am going to fly through these. Uh, We have Old Man Logan number 8, which is written by Jeff Lemire, art by Andrea Sorrentino, colors by Marcello Maiolo, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, woohoo, covered by Sorrentino and Maiolo. And we have Wolverine standing on top, or kneeling on top of a pile of bodies, looking up at a fiery sky, yelling, no, it can't be. And there's an American flag flying, flapping in the wind. It's a pretty cool cover, actually. And, of course, the art in this book. Since Denise is not here to disagree with me, I will talk about how awesome it is. Um, But it's basically uh, Old Man Logan remembering what happened in his timeline, the day it fell, and he's, you know, worried about it. And I kind of thought we had moved past this, but Lemire put some kind of interesting twist on it in that he tells young Gene, like, I'm fine during the days. Like, it all makes sense. And this is a different timeline. I know in my mind that, like, it's probably not going to happen the way it happened because there's so many differences. But it's at night when I can't sleep and I'm alone with my thoughts. And I start, the doubt starts to creep back in. Which, you know, I've known people like that. Not not that had were worried about alternate timelines or bad futures. But, you know, I'm... I've known people that struggle with depression, and even back when I struggled with depression, you know, it's it's easy to kind of forget about it sometimes during the day when you're doing your activities, you know? So like when Old Man Logan's off with the extraordinary X-Men heroing and making bad old man jokes, it's easy to forget, you know, about the terrible future he escaped from. You know, but just like, you know, when you get out of your routine and you're laying in bed at night by yourself, that's when depression can kind of hit you hard. You know, he, that's when he starts really thinking about what could happen and gets worried that it still might happen. Even though in his mind, he knows it won't. In his soul, he hasn't reconciled it yet. So young Gene takes him on a trip. Take a little trip with me uh, to different places. Show him that it's not happening the way it's going to happen. I do think it was interesting because there's several flashbacks sprinkled throughout and they talk about Pym Valley and the way that Pym Valley was formed is that Iron Man or Giant Man, I'm sorry, was super big and he got attacked by a bunch of moloids like little ants like in Gulliver's Travel and um, he fell down to the earth and created a valley and so it was called Pym Valley. That's kind of cool. Um... And so, at the end of the issue, young Gene takes Logan to a bar, one of his favorite bars, and he meets Steve and Hawkeye, um, Puck and Jubilee, and interestingly enough, seems to be very unvampiric, but I don't guess they ever actually show her teeth, so maybe not, but she's definitely in her more familiar-looking duds. Um, 
And so he's like, all right, well, you know, I've come to terms with the future. And even if it does happen, it's going to be different. And at least I don't have to do it alone. I, ha- I do have friends after all. This book felt very much like filler. Um, kind of revisited, kind of where Logan backtracked on his character arc a little bit. And like I said, at least, he, at least Lemire gives kind of a good excuse for it. But still it's not, I don't know, it wasn't the best issue of the series. But it wasn't bad. Um, really enjoyed the art and the colors. Uh, overall, I'm going to give Old Man Logan number eight, three out of six claws. Probably the least interesting of the series so far. So now we have some Civil War updates. Um, we're going to look at Civil War 2, number 3. This is written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by David Marquez. Um, then Oliver Coppell uh, does some flashback art. The colors are by Justin Ponsour. Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Victor Ochoa does some design. And the cover is by Marco Djurjevich. And the cover is Hulk ripping Iron Man in half. It's a pretty cool cover. Um, not a lot to say here. Um, of course, remember Captain Marvel is using the new future telling inhuman to track down crimes before they happen. And um, they've come to Banner. And she brought an army that includes the extraordinary X-Men. So Old Man Logan is there. And basically they're saying that the Hulk, this guy, Ulysses, had a vision of the Hulk killing everybody. And even though Banner's not technically the Hulk anymore, they've just come to check on him. And Tony Stark is there kind of saying, hey, you don't have to cooperate. You don't have to do this. Just make We can make him leave, whatever. And then we get a flashback to a conversation where Bruce told Clint, Hawkeye, that if he ever started to Hulk out again, he had to put him down. Um... And so he gets mad, he starts getting irritated, obviously, as they're accusing him of, of things. Beast snuck into his lab and found out he's been using, doing some gamma testing, which only means he's trying to turn back into the Hulk. And then Hawkeye shoots him with a Hulk-proof arrow right through the head. And then again, through the chest, um, and kills Bruce Banner. Whether he'll stay dead remains to be seen. And so then he goes on trial. He turns himself in, and everyone's on trial, and they talk about the conversation that Bruce told him. And Clint says he saw green in his eyes as he was getting mad. Of course, we get a nice panel where we see Bruce, the reader, doesn't look like there's any green in his eyes. But Hawkeye says, I have the best eyes on the planet. I know what I saw. And so... It's kind of getting out of hand. Another casualty making Captain Marvel look pretty bad. And we start to see the seeds of the Champions book as some of the younger younger heroes are like, I'm not really on board with this, what just happened, and we're not. This isn't cool. Um, And, of course, then we get a cliffhanger of, of Tony sees something from the future that he's predicted. And he's trying to figure out how Ulysses' powers work. Um, 
and Friday has figured out she has a theory, and that's kind of the cliffhanger. Art, of course, is amazing. The story is pretty powerful. Um, besides, uh, you know, Bruce dying, it's it's a very compelling story. As we kind of hear the different accounts of the story, and kind of the trial that, that Clint is on. Of course, they let him, they release him because you know he did something for the betterment of mankind by taking out the Hulk before he could Hulk out. It's interesting whether you know what Bruce was doing would actually turn him into the Hulk. It doesn't really seem to fit with what we've been getting in Totally Awesome Hulk at the moment, but, you know, maybe that book will catch up to this, hopefully. Um, yeah, it was really, I really enjoyed it overall. It was, just, it was a pretty compelling read. I'm going to give it... I would give it a four, but I really like Marquez, and having some additional art by Copel doesn't hurt. So I'm going to bump this up overall civil war two number three gets five out of six claws so next we have x-men civil war two number two this is written by colin bunn art by andrea bricardo colors by jesus abertov letters by vcs josephino and the cover is by david yarden and on the cover we have magneto with some kind of computer screen possibly a cerebro type thing but I don't think so, because it's not just mutants. But he's got the location of the extraordinary X-Men and the uncanny Inhumans, and he's kind of seeing where they are. So we have a shark ship fall to Earth and the brood come out. The X-Men stop him. The extraordinary X-Men, including Old Man Logan, because they knew it was going to happen. So Captain Marvel is also there. Um, her and Storm kind of... You know, just discuss what they should do with Magneto. Of course, Nightcrawler has quote-unquote defected to Magneto's side. Sabretooth says, you're being awfully nice. Um, They talk about who should be where. Then we see Phantom X is going to try to get into the new Adelan, the Inhuman City. And he's going to steal something, but Gambit's there. Storm sent Gambit ahead because they predicted that Phantom X would do this. And they fight. And this sequence is the best art in the book by far. And then Psylocke runs off to get the Blackbird. He's going to go check something. I kind of forget. Um, the Sabertooth's in there with her. Um, the story's not that interesting. And the art, it literally looks like two... I had to check and make sure it was all one artist. Because the art's not that great. But then in the, the scene between Gambit and Phantom X, the art's really, really good. And just... It's weird. And it seems like a distinct break. But it's the same artist. So I'm not real sure what happened there. But, um... Yeah. Um, okay. So Magneto doesn't like Ulysses. The extraordinary X-Men are using him. Not much really happens in this story. Uh, I'm going to give X-Men Civil War 2, number 2, uh, 2 out of 6 claws. I'm just kind of not interested, to be honest. Um, so next we have where's Logan and or old man Logan. And uh, we have, first up, Power Man and Iron Fist number six, a Civil War II tie-in. 
This is written by David Walker, art by Flaviano, color art by John Rausch, or Rauch, I don't know. VCs Clayton Cowles does letters and production. The cover is by artist Sanford Green, who's been doing the interiors on the book, but not this issue. And this cover is pretty sweet. It's uh, Luke Cage and Danny Rand, and also known as uh, Power Man and Iron Fist on a roof. And there's a shadow, and inside the shadow it's a script. You won't believe who hired these heroes. Kind of looks like um, the cover to Secret Wars 2, number 1, and also is reminiscent of some Spider-Man covers. But it's a pretty cool cover. Of course, I like Mr. Green and the art he's been doing in this book. Uh, basically, Luke Cage and Danny Rand are opening their new Hero for Hire's... I put the S in the wrong place. Heroes for Hire headquarters. And they're watching the news and they're seeing the new fight. Heroes fighting heroes. They see James Rhodes die. And they think about different times when they fought other heroes. And that's where we get a flashback to one of the events of the past few years. I don't remember if this is Siege or um, what was Secret Invasion. I think it was Siege. I don't remember. But anyway, there's a picture of Wolverine in the melee. Um it's funny because he's got a little smoke. I can't tell if it's smoke or slobber coming out of his mouth. So either he just chopped a cigar or he's just really, really mad and drooly. Um, anyway, they go meet with uh, Carol Danvers. She gives them the spill. Luke says it's fiddle-faddle. And they decide they're going to sit this out. They're not going to fight heroes anymore. They're just going to do their hero for hire thing. Try to be a better example. But there's some other people called the preemptive strike. They're hunting down ex-cons. And a bunch of ex-cons come and hire the heroes for hire to protect them. But then the cops show up and get involved in the fight. And Iron Fist accidentally knocks out a couple of cops and gets arrested. Oh, story's pretty good. Art's pretty good. I've been really enjoying this book overall. Pretty fun. I like the part, um, kind of the... Um, decision to sit out and kind of how they arrive at that decision you know Luke and and Danny talking it out kind of deciding what they're going to do that part was really interesting uh the villains that are hired to protect are definitely C, D, possibly Z list but you know it's kind of fun I guess that's fine and they're going to have to fight these preemptive strike guys of course we got to see what's going to happen to Danny after he got arrested but I'm really enjoying this series. I'm going to give Power Man and Iron Fist number six, five out of six claws. Next up, Amazing Spider-Man also has an Old Man Logan cameo. This is the conclusion of Power Play called Suit Yourself. Written by Dan Slott and Christus Gage. Pencils by Giuseppe Camincoli. Inks by Cam Smith. Colors by Marte Gracia. Letters by VC Joe Caramagna. And the cover by Alex Ross. And the cover is Mary Jane, the new Iron Spider. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's Alex Ross drawing Mary Jane in the Iron Spider costume from, you know, the original Civil War era. The, the one that Tony Stark built for Peter. Uh, since this is the conclusion of the Regent story, and uh, Mary Jane decides she's got to go help Spider-Man, and she puts on the Iron Spider costume. 
Spider-Man and Iron Man have been captured by Regent to add to his pool. Um, Harry Osborn uses his web tech watch to get out of the containment tube. Mary Jane shows up in the Iron Spider suit. Lots of fighting, lots of fighting. Um, they let all the heroes go, which includes Old Man Logan. And they're all going to tackle Regent. And, of course, they beat him. Strip him of his armor. Um, we get a scene that looks like, because Peter decides he's got to pay more attention to family. So we get a scene of intermixed panels that looks like Peter and MJ getting back together. But really, it's Peter getting ready for a date to go meet Aunt May and MJ getting ready for a date with Tony Stark. And then at the end, uh, J. Jonah Jameson's father um, collapses. when He's been coughing up blood. And just when things looked like they were turning around, they turned south. The typical Parker look. I gotta say... Kevin Coley is at the top of his game right now. He, this last arc in specifically, but just this this volume of Amazing Spider-Man in general, I've always liked Kevin Coley, but he is just nailing it. And he, in combination with Gracia's colors and Cam Smith inking, just it makes for a very beautiful book. This book looks amazing. And the story's pretty fun, too. Of course, it picks up... This whole Regent storyline kind of picks up with one of the best uh, Secret Wars 2 tie-in books, which was Renew Your Vows, which I guess people liked enough. They're going to make a whole new series out of it. Um, and I'll, I'll be a sucker. I'll try it. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this book. It was fun. I mean, it was definitely the conclusion, the big fight, fighting the big boss. Um kind of nothing too unpredictable or anything like that, but I enjoyed it. Um, I would give Amazing Spider-Man number 15 uh, I would say a very strong 4 out of 6 claws. And most of that with the art. And that's not a slight on slot. Um, just, you know, it was kind of your typical conclusion. But the art just takes it up to a whole new level. So, that is where's Logan... And that's our episode. I told you, bang, bang. Um, bang, bang. On the door, baby. Yeah, so that's it. That's episode 187. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I will. I don't know. I still have some traveling left to do for work. We will see how the schedule goes, but I promise you, Genosha will come soon, and then we'll, we'll do it up anniversary style for the podcast on a Wolverine number one. So I may do some more short current episodes between those, but we'll, we'll just see how it goes. So in the meantime, please like the Facebook page. Twitter is at Snickcast. Show notes is snickcast.podbean.com. Email is snickcast at yahoo.com. And that's it. So until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye. And snacked.